What's up, RSL Nation? Did you it's... like that groan I just did? <laughs> <clears throat> that was probably picked up. We're keeping it professional. Should we bro. start over or should we just... Because we're only no. nine seconds in. No, we have good. We have the technology to fix this. We, it's two, bu- two clicks of a button away. All right, hit him with the intro. RSL Nation, it's your boys Adele and The Baker with another episode of Scarf Life Podcast. All right, we're doing it. Doing it live. We keep talking about uh, getting an actual intro and a little music and all that fun stuff, but like this, just this raw, just MP3 straight into the listener's ears. We know what the problem is. This is us. An intro takes work. There is this whole like, I'd rather just talk about soccer and not work on the podcast, which is your classic catch-22 when it comes to a soccer podcast. Well, are you getting paid? To do this? No. Yeah. I mean... Are you? Not yet. There it is, Arsenal Nation. That's the fundamental problem. We might have something up our sleeves soon, but we will not talk about it yet. Oh, right. We're going to overthrow American soccer media. Yeah, but probably just, you know what? Not touching with the 20-foot pole. No, we're going to overthrow it. All right. All the way. We're 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 taking them down. So, the baker. Should we tell them what we're going to tell them about? Yeah, tell them, tell them, tell them before I start. So we're obviously going to discuss the uh, Toronto game. Yeah. Talk about lineups. Yeah. People not making the starting 11, what that's yeah. all about. Yeah. You know, maybe discuss news around the league and such. Talk maybe. about the red card. What who red and card? Who, their red card. Mm-hmm. Who and who isn't uh, making the Gold Cup roster. Yep. And then ultimately look forward to our uh, next game, which is a Friday match. We're, we're having all sorts of weird game days. I mean, it's really just times. two in a row, and I think we're not used to change. Um, but facing the defending champions, I think I think they're having such a weird season that people kind of forgot that Atlanta is the defending champion. I watched their game on, was it Sunday? I think so. They were playing, hell, who were they playing? Dallas. Just this last Sunday? Oh, no, that was LAFC. Never mind. Wrong one. I think Atlanta might have been playing Sunday. Atlanta was playing the New York Red Bulls yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was watching... Uh, yesterday being Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I All don't right. want to talk about it because I was watching the LAFC game and I saw quite literally the worst penalty call I have ever seen in Major League Soccer. I mean, MLS is gonna MLS. No, no. This this is like new level. No, dude. You can't be surprised anymore. You they, Okay. They the, literally... The cleanest, have- clearest tackle... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a beautiful tackle by Dallas. They called a penalty. The guy didn't even go and look. Dude, was it Ted Uncle? That's kind of his thing. No, it was a young guy, the young old guy. Hey, the the new generation's got to fill in for the old generation. They're, they're getting caught up. But let's talk about our game real quick. Well, Saturday kickoff, 1 p.m. Three words. I hate it. You hate 1 p.m. kickoffs? On Horrible. Saturday? Yeah. They're, ter- they're horrendous. I almost kind of understand... Sunday 1 p.m. kickoffs because it's like eh, right because it's Sunday it's Sunday it yeah. already doesn't feel like a game day so eh screw it whatever right. let's do it 1 p.m. on a Saturday was ridiculous I hate mm-hmm. it absolutely hate it I got there actually I got there <laughs> I think I was telling you the story I went to the game with my dad because you didn't go couldn't make it and I got home after the game and I took a nap mm. and I woke up mm. and was ready to go to the game 
Yeah, there it is. That's literally what the one o'clock game did for me. It, it was like a midday. It was just ridiculous. Errand. Like a few years ago, I think you and I would have been like, all right, one o'clock game, we start drinking at 12. Right. And after the game, it's 3.30, take the train downtown. Just keep the party going. By 1.30 a.m., we're either home or at the emergency room. One Some, or the other. Sometimes it really do be like that. Not a big fan of the 1 p.m. game, personally. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Five uh, years ago. Yeah. No, no even problem. then, one would have been kind of weird. Yeah, but it would be like, like it'd, be, it'd be more of like a challenge than uh Yeah. Yeah. For what it's worth, uh, so I, you know, as you alluded to, I was doing a little traveling uh, this weekend, and I had to had to miss this game. Obviously, watched it after the fact on uh, on a, on the stream. Yeah. Um, Rio Tinto didn't look so hot. No, it was half empty. Didn't look so hot. And then part of me was like, was it the weather? I know it was like raining earlier in the valley, but then like cleared up. So maybe people gave their tickets where it canceled or I don't know what it was. It just didn't, didn't look or sound if I'm going to be totally honest, that all that great. Well, if we're completely honest, Rio Tinto has not looked or sounded good this year Mm. compared to previous years. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there were times when. Nowadays, I mean, this season, Rio Tinto sounding and looking good is an exception. In years past, when it wasn't a full stadium, and I am accounting for the MSD, right? The Mormon Standard Time, yep. which is like, if the stadium is half empty at kickoff, that's just another day, which by itself is sad. Like, we as a fan base need to do something about this. This sure. is getting ridiculous. But by like the 30th minute, you get a really good idea of what, how full the stadium will be. Right. And how loud the stadium is going to sound. Yep. In years past, when we had a game where 30 minutes in, it was it, there were clearly a lot of empty seats, and it wasn't sounding very good and looking very good, that was an exception. Right. It seems to me that nowadays, specifically this year, mm-hmm. the exception is that it does look and sound good and is full, which I don't know what that is. Now, this is precisely why you and I had many discussions about other teams fan bases and how it is not their responsibility to sell out the stadium sure as you know the dallas diehards right are dallas diehards they're gonna be there it's not their job to bring another ten thousand people with them sure same thing here but it doesn't it's just i don't know what it is i I feel like the team has has reached out to fan bases more than it has in the past yeah they have alienated us personally I can't get those guys to reply to a tweet about life dependent on it. <laughs> sure. But that's just us. We're right. kind of jackasses and we do call them out on stuff. Like, all right, whatever. Right. Right. Sure. But um, I hear they do a lot of stuff through their official fan groups, mm-hmm. which yeah, there's neither here nor there. You know, if it's, if, it's a, if it's an official fan group, what the hell does that mean? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you're coming at it from a very, so at this point, it, it's I, I don't know how much we've shared with RSL Nation via the podcast of our personal lives. We come f- at soccer slash footy from a very European yeah. background, if you will. Yeah. Where the idea Rats-roots. where the idea of having a club supported supporters group is kind of weird. It's it, ridiculous. It, it, it's supposed to be like fans at the pub on their like independent of the club. It, it's yes. literally the, the community Versus the club rallying a bunch of... Anyway. So I think the idea of that much interaction between the supporters group and the club is kind of strange to us. So let's acknowledge that as, okay. a, as a fact. We're Fair. coming at it... We're not coming at it totally clean. 
it, it's it's maybe maybe it's the quote unquote American way of doing it. No, it's the franchise way of doing it. There is that. It, yeah. It's for what it's worth. I think for a very long time, RSL Nation and the fans and the stands and and the support and and the cheering and all that stuff has very much been reflective of the product on the field. Good a good string of games usually results in a good string of fans and interaction and us cheering they score we chant we chant more they score again you know the team feeds on the crowd and the crowd feeds on the team just as much right i worry that because you know we're we're i I am we haven't been great at home but we also we aren't you know colorado if we were colorado i i could get it i worry that we've gotten to an fc dallas level especially fc dallas circa them winning the supporter shield where you can have a fantastic string of games and still have horrible crowd attendance big yeah no i, I that's agree my you. biggest fear well it's not even a fear of mine i think it's it's absolute reality mm. and I, I do think it is because look i have personally never felt more like a customer of the club than i have this year yeah they're selling me a product yes and i'm buying it and then they're trying to upsell me a damn product all the time yeah go check out the the carnival go yeah yeah i, got you. I, I have personal personally just you know personal yeah experience. you're human you're allowed to i have not felt more like a customer than this year ever before now they also know that i'll keep showing up right so maybe they don't have to sell me a damn thing but attendance is showing that maybe there are other people that, sure. that might you know sure. i i do think i personally think the game of soccer it has a different kind of hanger-ons. Hanger-oners? Hang on, hanger-ons. People that hang on. Than other sports. Elaborate on that because I don't follow. I think people who follow soccer, uh-huh. and I mean beyond like my daughter plays soccer in Sure, sure. Grade, I have a professional club that I support. Is It's a different kind of animal. I think... I think soccer fans, mm-hmm. uh, forget it, the, the word fans is what the problem is. I think soccer supporters, the only other sport I can think of in continental US that compares in culture to soccer, quite honestly, is baseball, hmm. maybe even hockey. Where, like... It's, it's a lifestyle. Sure. Okay. I, I used to live in Boston. I used mm. to hate baseball. Right. But I became a Red Sox fan by the time I was out of there. Because it's so ingrained? It is absolutely, it just grows on you. I, I never, I've never seen a Red Sox commercial. Right. I don't ever remember seeing a Red Sox commercial. Sure. I'm sure I have, but I right, just right. don't remember it, it seeing it. It never felt. I don't remember the club trying to, or the team trying to sell me a Red Sox ticket. Right. Because they don't have to, right? right, they, right. they have like a 80-year sellout rate or whatever. Something ridiculous. Sure. Not really. But it was the fans. It was it was the the hanger honors, <laughs> people who hang on, just their passion and their, their you know the way they talk about the club and the way they carry themselves and you know that kind of thing. So when it, you say hanger honors, you mean like people that like hang on through the difficult times. Yeah. All right. That's- so that this this is why and again we can do this. We need to start take, keeping track of like in depth episodes we need to do about general soccer. Maybe this could be part of RSL Nation. Talk okay. about that later. But this is why I think pro, 
um, relegation mm-hmm. um, and, and promotion mm-hmm. doesn't work in the US. Because entire clubs would fold? Completely, <laughs> they would completely fold. And this right. is why I've always been a fan of, I am totally fine taking an extra 10, 20 years mm-hmm. to get to a level. I would much rather go to a 5,000 person stadium. Right. But it builds from the ground up. Sure, sure. I, I'm watching these kids at the at the RSL game, right? So they're parents and they bring their five, six, seven, ten year olds. Mm-hmm. Those are gonna be the diehards. Yeah, right? yeah for when, sure. when in, in ten years, they're gonna be the diehards. Right. At that point, RSL might get relegated. If, but it won't if, matter because it's because yeah. it's there. You, you have that built in history. And if you if you make it this plasticky overlayer, sure, you're, of, gonna, you're gonna alienate people. Well, not even alienate them, but you, you're gonna you you're attracting them to a product. Right. Versus a culture. You're selling them something. Exactly. Versus right. a culture. Whereas yeah. the culture happens. Right. And I think the Monterey game at home, mm. Champions League final. Yeah, buddy. Was one of the best things that's ever happened to get dark with true dark, get, diehard fans. They get dark with it. Reach into our hearts and just tear that them is, out. That is the kind of thing. Because you know what you have otherwise? Yeah. Atlanta United supporters. Sure. It, it's it's grief and shock and and high negative emotions which I feel like I'm talking about you know being like a cancer survivors or anything and I'm not trying to belittle actual real life emergencies and struggle and pain with a sports analogy but it's like those high kind of painful difficult times and memories that actually bring groups of people together yes so you might be onto something there no absolutely and that's I mean you hit the nail on the head there it's it's culture versus selling me a product right that is the difference that really is the difference that's all that matters anyways I yeah, do this think was a, this was a tangent but a fantastic one for what it's worth I think RSL Nation probably uh-huh. has some of the well up there with I'm assuming that Portland's gonna have close to a sellout no matter how they do yeah I'm assuming that Seattle is going <laughs> to... Their, yeah. their definition of a sellout is a little different. Sure, it's pretty loose. But I would say Seattle is going to have north of 40,000 fans at a game, no matter how they do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know who else is in that league. I mean... I mean, I think that I, there's I, some... I, I think RSL is going to have, regardless how we do... Like 15,000? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, I, I think RSL, no matter what happens, 15,000 people yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, I think for what it's worth, I think, you know, LAFC, as much as I hate those guys, I, I think that there's some, you know, there's some people that take it pretty seriously there. It's way too early for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. They haven't had like a, you know, their bad season is us knocking them out of the second through round. Through a shocker, first of all. And second of all, you can't judge that in a couple of years. So let's give yeah. them 10. Yeah, for see sure. See what happens. For sure. I, I think you're on something. I mean, the first RSL game at, at, at Rice Eccles had north of 40,000 fans. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, it was the first professional soccer game in Utah. People are going to show up for that. Yeah. Got to stand up, be counted. Yeah. So, anyways, off the tangent. I mean. Um, th- th- this should be a national broadcast because I have a, I, there's a whole theory here. And I just, I'm such anti-immediate Gra- uh, gratification. You, you want to earn it. And, and I'm totally fine with it. I would much rather be in a stadium with 5,000 diehards right. than 55,000 fans. Sure. For what it's worth, I think the reality of the, the situation you're describing is no longer necessary. You know, you look at FC Cincinnati, who by all accounts are like the, you know, they're, they're not Atlanta. They're not right. coming in with a giant money owner. Like they're doing it. They're doing it about as grassroots as you're going to get in the MLS. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, they went through the USL and they were right. only there for a very short period of time. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's like it was like we're gonna build a team, we're gonna do well in the USL with the hope of getting and like you know it was very, very methodical, very organized, very, yeah. very, very focused around the club and around the community. And I think I think that's the new reality. It's we don't necessarily need to. And maybe I'm being way too optimistic, but I feel like the lean years for the league are over. You know, like we, it's an established league at this point. It's not it kind is. of a running joke. It's grown a ton. I think pro and the referee organization entirely needs to keep up or step up. Um, or but, get out. Right, or get replaced. But yeah, for what it's worth, I think this, the scenario you're describing isn't isn't as prevalent anymore. We don't need to, need to tighten our belts and, 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 you know, yeah, stream games on like YouTube streams. Like yeah. there's, there's natural well, coverage. I don't want to pitch ESPN Plus again, but yeah. Right. So, anyways, all right, man. So, all I'm saying is, yeah, it was poorly attended. Right. Weather was bad. I mean, if I was going to the game with a, you know, with a kid, I probably would have skipped. Right. So, understandable. Yeah. Totally understandable. You know who and, else uh, almost skipped the game, mm, apparently? Yeah, so let's get into the game. Let's. So, lineup comes out. Yeah. Pre-news, pre-everything. You hit me with a text, as one does. I was driving to Arizona at the time. Mm-hmm. And I forget exactly what it said, but basically you're like, oh, Sam Johnson is benched or whatever. Yep. Was he even on the bench? Yeah, he, he was. was. He was. He I was thought he was coming in. and uh, He was actually called over once and then called back. Oh, man. That's sad. I think it was a misunderstanding. Uh, Mike was trying to get Everton to come right. over. Yeah. Right. Uh, but so Sam Johnson doesn't get the starting 11. You sent me a text, something along the lines of like, oh, man, it... Uh, Petke doing the unthinkable or, or you know Pet- I think I called it the Canadian thing right uh, yeah like basically indicating negative feelings since then some news comes out you know some Twitter yeah. some social media some some you know news from the club about why the, co- the Ms- computer machines why Mr. Johnson is uh, is not getting the start and, and for those who haven't heard just to elaborate um, it is I don't know if it's even speculation anymore. It's it's more or less a fact that Sam Johnson was roughly 20 minutes late to the pregame meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's a big no-no for Petke, as yeah. as you know, if you ask me, as it should be. Sam Johnson gets the uh, gets the bench. You know, loses his starting spot. Corey Berry gets pushed up. Jefferson gets the start uh, out on the wings. What do you think? What what's going on in your head as as all of this has come out? All right, so let's for a second assume he was late for that meeting. Right, I'm, which I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Like it's wildly regarded as a fact at this point. Then he shouldn't start. Okay. Absolutely shouldn't start. I mean, it depends why he was late. Sure, I mean traffic is a thing. The car even. broke down. He all could have a million different things. So yep. if it was just literally he was late. Came in un- unapologetic. Mm-hmm. He should not start because the team is the star at the end of the day. Right. Having said that, it is absolutely sad. I think we finally have a number nine. Sure. Proper number nine who can put him away. And I think this game was tailor-made for him to get a hat-trick. At least a goal or two. All right. The way we played them. And I think... Well, Corey Baird, it's just funny because we had those couple of polls up over the week, as we discussed, we were going to put up last week. So we put up Corey Baird up against Bovo. Right. Who should start. Yep. yep. 
both for one. Yep. And we put Corey Beard up against uh, Savarino, and Savarino won by actually the identical margin, which is scary. It was fifty-seven forty-three, I think, Dude, in North both Nation. cases. And uh, we never even assumed that Sam's spot was up for grabs. Right? Sure. Yeah. It was. It was. I mean, he he was a sure thing. He, so, I think old faithful is what I called him at one point last week. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like six days ago, you yeah. called him old faithful. I think at the end of the day, it is absolutely sad, and I really, really hope that this is not another. Oh, here we go again. Sure. An- another Yura situation. Another coach and the number nine king get along. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know more details about why he was late. Sure, sure. I'm just so I'm trying to find that as late. we speak. But if he was late uh, and just una- unapologetically late, yeah, he, he doesn't get the start because that's disrespectful. And I do think, regardless of what else is happening on the team, regardless how well he's doing, that race for the, the, the four guys racing or competing for those three spots up front, mm-hmm. that race is way too tight for anyone to be messing up like that. Sure. And if this serves as a reality check for him, mm-hmm. all that better. Yeah, yeah. It just happens that we won. I think it's absolutely disastrous. He he couldn't play or didn't play or was late and therefore couldn't play because I think this would have been a continuation of a scoring spree. Sure. Uh, because the game was perfect for him. Right. I don't think Corey Baird... Mm-hmm. I thought he did okay. I don't think Corey Baird did anything that Sam Johnson couldn't have done better in this game. Okay. All right. I think we might have won more with Sam Johnson up there than wow. Corey Baird. All right. It's, that I, there's, mean, I can't think of a single play. Because I do remember thinking, because when I was watching the game, I didn't know he was late yet. Right. I heard like a single, there was a single tweet about it. Yeah. So <clears> but, I know, saw something talk. From, from KSL Sports. Yeah. Which. Yeah. No, this was not K. This was like some random dude. Right. right replying to one of our things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my tweet was, uh, at this point, it should be criminal to not start Sam Johnson. So yep. it was one of the replies. I didn't know that about the whole tardiness thing. And as a result, almost every single time, Corey Baird played the ball or was in a position to play the ball. Uh-huh. Internally, I was comparing to what would Sam Johnson do. I mean, have we seen enough of Sam Johnson to know what would Sam Johnson do? I mean, maybe go for goal. I think that's kind of all I've seen I just, him. I, I haven't seen, I didn't see a single play that Corey Baird made mm. or a run he made. That Sam Johnson, from what we have seen so far, sure. couldn't have done at least as well, if not better. All right. There, were, there, mean, there was one or two breakaways right. where people caught up with Corey Baird mm-hmm. that I think Sam Johnson would have done better with. Sure, he's, he's got that pace. Yeah. And there was also a couple of, not even chances, but semi-opportunities for a shot that I think he might have gotten at the end of. Might have taken I don't think there was a play that Corey Baird made that I think, from what we have seen so far, Sam Johnson would have done worse with. Sure, sure. So a damn shame is what I'm saying. I just hope it's not the start of a slippery slope to something else. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we don't need this right now. That's, and here's the thing. Let's, and, and I'm not sure if it was, if the tardiness was actually on match day or a practice leading up to right. match day. Because uh, apparently there's some confusion about that on the Twitterverse. Um, but so dude's 20 minutes late. There's punishment that comes with that. We just don't need that right now. Right. You know, like, like, dude, you had your little moment. You know, you said some things that m- maybe you should slash shouldn't have said. 
You came back, you scored a nice goal. Right, and, and we were all past it. Everyone, everyone played it down. Rushnak, you know, no comment to the media. You know, guys blown off some steam. Like, we were past it. We didn't have this talking point. Yeah. And here's the thing. As a dude that needs to fill some content for you know, oh, yeah. other people that want to listen, this is fantastic. As an actual fan, as someone right. who wants this team to do well, I'm a going, supporter. I'm going, what are you doing, man? Yeah. We don't, this is literally the last thing we need right now. Absolutely. Um, if, if we were filling pages with words right to get people to click on them this would be like yeah this is it all about it this is but what you like as a dude in the stands i'm going buddy who just wants the team to do well buddy no this isn't like this isn't how you this isn't how you fix the thing from the week before yeah you can't have two incidents in two weeks no you can't um all right so let's get over them for just a second i think he would have done well well so and, there's one thing i want to ask okay ask or add ask okay are you worried at all by the fact that no Sam Johnson and RSL goes ahead and completes arguably the best 90 minutes they've had all, all year? Worried? Yeah. No. Uh, I, I think anyone who knows the game of soccer, if they are looking at that game and are saying in any way, shape, or form that the reason mm-hmm. we had the best 90 minutes of soccer, which right. I think we did, uh, at least 80 of the 90, which is the most complete freaking game we have played in quite a while. And if they think that's... I mean, no one who knows the game will look at that and say, we did that because Sam Johnson wasn't on the field. Like I was just saying, yeah, there, wasn't, there wasn't a single play that Corey Baird made that I think Sam Johnson wouldn't have made. Sure. And if anything, there were plays that Corey couldn't make that I think Sam Johnson could have made. So my takeaway is we, we would have been, in my opinion, mm-hmm. even better with a Sam Johnson on the field. Right. And I think... He no question gets a goal in that game. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. I said one more thing. And I'm going to add another thing to that one more yeah. thing. Um, a s- there is some talk about, you know, on, on people with opinions on the internet, as it were, who are maybe a little more critical of the team for releasing that information. For, i.e., Sam Johnson was thrown under the bus. Why that. would they be critical? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the the club shouldn't have said what they said. What did they say? That he was late. Okay, would they rather we they don't explain? Because if they don't explain, people right. like you and me are haunting uh, um, uh, uh, Mike Petke. Mike Petke right Absolutely. now. I'm screaming off the top of my lungs. I don't care that we won 3-0. Right. Like, why the hell are you not starting the guy that's just scored 4-4 four and, four and 3 and 3, whatever the hell that is. Just want to make sure we're on the same page, that's yeah. all. No, who who is saying that? That's stupid. I don't know. I might have seen like one or two things on the internet. They're stupid. Anyone who has a problem with the club sharing that kind of information, in this case, is stupid. I like it. I'm drawing some lines, man. Dude, last, you know last, what? Sometimes you got to pick last, a thing and stand yeah, for it. And yeah. I respect that. I, I want to know that kind of information. Yeah, I so, agree. Because now, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I wouldn't have started I, me he wouldn't start. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. start for my team. Yeah. But if, if he just doesn't start... All of a sudden, we're making up scenarios. Yeah. I like that. Once again, we're agreeing on a lot of things. It makes me worried. Yeah. Let's go to the other end of the field. All the way? All the way from so from attacking to what some call the ultimate defender. Mm. The only guy that can use his hands? The only guy that can use his Just hands. Just doesn't seem fair. <sighs> Romando's back. He's back. Baby is back. Any couple of Romando plays, too. Yeah. I, I count three big saves, in my opinion. 
Two, two for sure, maybe three. Bases. Two were like proper big time Romando yeah. saves. Yes. I mean, it's and here's the thing: no, no disrespect to Putna, solid stand in when we needed him. Nick Romano is obviously aging like a fine wine, drinking from the right. fountain of youth. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is why this is the guy that starts. This happens every year. Every, not even every year, every couple games that he misses. <laughs> yeah, it, just when we get spoiled. Right. And we're like, eh, what's the big deal with this Romando guy? Right. You know, hey, let him retire. What's the worst that could happen? We get a, like a Patna, who's, by the way, you cannot have a Romando backing up a Romando. Right. Sure, yeah, obviously. So, I think we made a comparison a couple of weeks ago of like, you know, how hard is his job? He's literally having to like, he's a substitute teacher for like the teacher of the century. Right, yeah. Uh, on a Wednesday afternoon and you come to class or, you, you know, like, yeah, hey, good luck, buddy. That's some pretty freaking high expectations on this. Right, big, big shoes to fill. But every, you're absolutely correct. Every few games, we just get spoiled. And we yeah. start saying things like, hey, what's the big deal? Let him retire. Then he comes back. He does something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Right. You know what? I, I think he's so... No disrespect to Nick Romando if by some miracle he stumbles across this thing. How could he, you disrespect Nick So Romando? he's lost some footwork, right? He's, yeah. he's not as confident with the feet as he used to be. And I'm going, man, that's a bummer. He was like the sweeper keeper. Like the dude, I mean... I don't think he's got lost footwork. I think he's lost quickness. Sure, which indirectly then results to he a lack still, of he, ability to play with his He speed. can still put the ball on a dude's chest 50 yards away. Yeah, like yeah, no yeah. One's yeah. He's, he's got, you know, he puts the ball precisely where he needs to go. I mean, right. like, dudes used to come up, like, you know, full press, and he would he would be the oh, first okay. dribble around. Right, 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 right. And then all of a sudden you've opened up space as a goalie. Well, like, yeah, that's a to, be f- to be fair, I was never a fan of those plays. I mean, there were some where I was like... After the fact. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there are all the many moment. heart attacks as they're sure, happening. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. I'm and glad then, he's not doing that. <laughs> I, he, I think it added actual an actual element of tactics that, that we kind of miss, especially since we play out the back. Like, yeah. imagine having the first space created being as far back as the goalie. That's right. that's that's a phenomenal problem to have. Yeah, not even problem. Dude, um, now you now you just now you're just like looking for like anyway, a hair and and I'm not no 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 I'm I, and what I was going to say the compliment I was going to add to the end of that critique was the fact that he has evolved. He he doesn't need to do that anymore. He, he right. He despite his body, um, aging, which isn't normal. It's a part of being this alive thing. Uh, he has found ways to be competitive. Yes. Successful and hyper relevant. Um, yeah. You know, he, 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 he doesn't has, he, he doesn't think he can do the stuff he used to be able to do two years ago, but he's found out ways to do other different stuff things, better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he look man, he's he's one of those rare athletes who has never I mean, in goal, right. if you're over six feet tall, immediate advantage. Right? Yep. I mean how many top goalkeepers in the world do you know that are short? Not too many. And in on his for his position, he's short. Mm-hmm. He's one of the rare athletes who has never made, who's never relied on this physical advantages, advantages or, or disadvantages. disadvantages in this case, mm-hmm. or athleticism. Let's face it, I love that guy, but he's never been the most athletic dude. No, no, he he likes he likes his his booze. That's why no one. There's never going to be another Raimondo. Right. I, I think he, he was the everyman. He there's. 
one of the reasons I think there's never going to be another Romando is because someone of Romando's stature, mm-hmm. including height, is never going to get a shot. This kind of a shot, right? To head up a franchise. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking about the up and coming group. Right. I'm sure there are some dudes out there. There are like, goalies being cut right now because of their yeah. lack of height, yeah. as like literally so, as we speak. But that's beyond the point. Sure. Like, we don't have to examine all of Romando's stuff. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of time later this year, including mm-hmm. the end of the season, where we, we can dedicate like a three-hour show to Romando, right? <laughs> I um, can't wait. But he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good. Yeah, phenomenal. There were some awesome Nick Romando chants. Absolutely. Really? Awesome Nick Romando chants. Mm-hmm. Um, it was everything looked good, seemed good, felt good. He had a couple of incredible saves. He, it looks like he didn't. He didn't only not miss a step. Mm-hmm. Seemed like he, he came back rested. P- picked up a few. Yeah, steps. he came back rested. He's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, that you know. Right. It's just muscle memory at this point for him. It was awesome. I yeah. love it. I 100%. love seeing him back. And it actually feels like Real Salt Lake again. Right. I don't even know what next year is gonna feel it's like. The good old days. It's just. I mean, can you imagine no Nick Romando or maybe Kyle Beckerman starting next year? I must face it. Even if Kyle comes back, he might not be starting next year. We don't sure. want to go there. Right. But I mean, an RSL lineup without Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romando is just gonna be bizarre. Yeah. There's it, there's no other way to put it. It's. Yeah. I mean, he's been between the posts for as long as I can remember, and yeah, you know, that's north of ten years now. I think. Yeah. All right, moving on, or let's we move, still have more let's move up Nikki. the field. All right, slightly. Just, just the next line of defense, if you will. These guys can't quite use their hands. So if I may, uh-huh. I know where you're going. You're going to defense, right? I am. There's a couple of positions you and I are going to disagree on, but there are a couple of positions you and I are going to agree on. This is one of the agreeable ones. Nedum. Team of the week, bro. I th- Nedum, until Bofo, we'll get into him later, mm-hmm. did that stupid thing he did. By stupid, I mean the absolutely most beautiful thing I saw at this right, weekend right. in soccer. Good. Yep, was my player of the match. Up until and, Bofo, and even after Bofo's goal, he was up there. He was my player of the match. Huh? And then Bofo's assist, like, all right, it's gotta be Bofo at this yeah, point. Yeah, right? he earned it, and especially since he only played like sixty something minutes. Right? Again. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Nedum yeah. was my player. Nedum. I can remember at least two plays in the first half that he made right. where he just kind of poked his foot in or just kind of intercepted the ball that I think would have been at least a decent shot on goal. Had he not had, had he not, not just yeah, stepped in. Yeah, I mean... It, there was a counterattack, one-on-one. I can't remember. It was the guy with the bleached hair on the other side, by the way. Pizzullo or whatever. It was, it was such a good... There was... We had a really good chant going thirty five. It was something about you left the bleach on way too long. I like it. <laughs> it was I really like good. It. it was really good. Oh man. Um he, he prevent I think a couple of those plays that one, if he doesn't poke his foot in and take that ball away in that one play, let's say he fouls him, that's a red card. Right. Clearly lost, man. I mean the next guy was like twenty yards away. Right. Right. And if he misses one-on-one with Nick Romando. Hmm. I mean, that's best-case scenario, right? right. Um, there were a couple of plays. I think he single-handedly saved the goal. So even though he doesn't get assists or goals, hmm. he's still up there for me oh, play yeah, of the yeah. match. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. Bofo with that goal. Just, sure, sure, you, sure. You have to give it to him. But Nedim, man. Hmm. I, I would say best game I've seen him play 
ever wow. in an RSL uniform. Wow. I mean, I think it, it also helps that... I think it was one of those rare instances where the opposition was good enough to be dangerous, but also... I don't want to say weak enough that we can like hand. It was like it was like a perfect display. It was, it was like best case scenario to showcase how good or poor your def- defense can potentially be. Um, I mean, I agree. It, it's Netum. Obviously, that team of the week spot that they released today. Like he's on it. Also, Mike Petke gets the head coach. Oh, did he? He did. I didn't even realize. That's that. kind of cool to see. Um, no, Netum, Netum, I agree. Standout performance. If it wasn't for the individual brilliance of Bofo, yeah, you know, I, I would agree. Obviously, man. Of the I would match. say run, runner up, man of the match for me, for sure. Um, I, I think the difference is he can repeat that performance game after game after game. Actually, I think Bofo can too. Never mind. I mean, Take that back. That here's, was... here's a little. I feel like the defense this game made up for that horrible performance in Colorado last week. Oh man, that's how I look at it. We it's played the, anyone other than Colorado last week. Oh yeah, we're down five now. Yeah, um, no, no, no. It, it's it, it was good to see them bounce back after what I consider a, a defensive failure. Yeah, I, I think Terrible I said something game. along the fact of like it just wasn't good. Um, and which brings me to to Nedum's, uh, uh, CB partner, Glad. Also solid performance. Solid. Obviously not as good as Nedum. You can only have one fantastic uh, defender on the team apparently at any given time um no but glad glad also really really solid performance in my opinion bounced back it felt very secure that i agree there were moments where i'm like dude we're gonna we're gonna ship a goal here like yes especially when we were up three nil yes i was like they're trying to give these guys a goal like when, did nick romando piss everyone off in the locker room and they hate clean sheets now or something yeah well when we were up three nil and also in the first maybe five or ten minutes yeah it was just there was no obvious giveaway, but there was there were some shaky moments. The, I've noticed this this habit of the defense and the defensive midfield to go stop a ball. Like they they get in front of the ball, they pin the ball, they get to the ball, they stop the pass, and then momentum carries them forward, and the ball stays where it is, setting up a stationary shot for anyone yes. who gets there first. Yeah, it, it's I've seen it two games in a row now. No, that was pretty consistently, and it's weirding me out. That's what happened against the Portland. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Colorado. Yeah, it, it it's this weird little trait that they've developed somewhere. I'm glad that it wasn't punished this time around. And yeah, I mean defense, uh, at least at the CB side. Yeah, I, I think like I said, Netum co MVP mm-hmm. uh, of the game. Justin, solid. You yeah. said it perfectly. Solid, nothing spectacular here or right. there. there Which is what you want plays. from a CD. That's exactly what you want from a from you don't a You don't want to notice them. I think our outside backs... Our full backs, yeah. ...were extraordinary this game. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I would say... Oh, wow. I would say there's always there always seems to be a game where one really... talking about Herrera and Toya. Yes. Okay, interesting. It seems like every game there's like one that does well, uh-huh. the other one does not so well. Or they do like, okay... I thought this was the best combined game by the two. And I actually really... I thought Toya was the better of the two. Okay. I really liked what he was doing. He was just out there. He was he was hustling. He was pushing the ball up. He stopped quite a few plays. He, he stopped a lot of balls from being crossed in. Not, not like... Yes. Not, yeah. from, not from like a sideline sprint and cross it just before the corner, but someone coming at him. Mm-hmm needing to make one move 
create a little bit of space so they can cross the ball in and he just kept stuffing them over and over and over um i really liked what i saw from those two guys toya had one shot i don't think it was on goal but it was a good one he got applause from the whole stadium and i, I don't think herrera had any shots but i re i really loved what i saw from those two guys right. I do remember the shot from Toya watching it, it. It seemed, it was a very, let's say it this way. It was a very mature performance by our outside backs. Interesting. In I, I mean, opinion. to me, I think Toya had a, had a good game. Nothing, nothing, you know, phenomenal. That, you don't think that, it was one of his better games at least? <sighs> no, I think he had some, some L D L A F C game, I still think was his best game where he would, I mean, single, not single-handedly, but a large part in shutting down Vea. He did shut down Vea. Uh, I that still game, consider yes. that his his best performance in a Claret and Cobalt jersey. I think Herrera got beat a few times. I think he was okay. Um, I, I'm still of the opinion that our fullbacks, you know, assuming we have some spending money, some folding money come summer transfer window time, is the position I would Im- improve. Um, well, we don't have a lot of backups for that position, so yeah, I mean but, by default. No, not even backup starters. I I think we are still missing a starting caliber fullback the way Petke wants us to play. I, See, and I agree with you nine out of ten times, but not this game. Did not this game. I thought this game they did the job Petke wants them to do. That's how we came across the generate main. attack, get balls in. Yeah, it, they were back in time, mm. and it seemed like they did their defensive duties right. in preventing the crosses. Sure. You can't prevent them all, but... Yeah, yeah most they, of them, yeah. They prevented a lot of them. Here's the other thing. People never noticed the disaster that was averted, right? Sure, So yes. the the you know, when, when someone goes at Toya, uh-huh. and Toya takes the ball away and clears it... Right, that's... that's he's been doing his job uh, real that, quiet, yeah, like... That, that cross never came in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So people never noticed that. And I just, I started paying attention to it a lot in that game. And mm-hmm. I just saw them shut them down. And in some cases, it was even the pass before the cross, right? That, that when the guy is trying to go outside right. to another guy who's obviously going to cross the ball because you're not going to score from the corner flag. Sure. But that ball never gets there because right. one of them gets in the way. Yeah. I saw a lot of plays. And I don't know if there are any stats. And these are the kinds of things that don't show up on stats, mm-hmm. right? You can have like... In, intercepted the, passes yeah, yeah, or whatever. The, the, the ball before the but, ball that yeah, causes the yeah. goal. Um, I thought they both had a lot of... I just I just thought they were solid. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I felt for the first time in a long time sitting back uh, as I was watching the game, it obviously had something to do with the fact that probably Nick Romano was back and I felt sure. more comfortable. Sure, sure. All of a sudden defense wasn't an issue. Um, and I just felt like when the, op- when the opposition was attacking, even second half when Josie Altidore came in, I mean, he was invisible. Um, did he even yeah, touch they, the ball? They shut him down pretty well. Yeah. It was, I, ju- I just felt comfortable. I, I felt for the first time in a long time when the opposition, in this case Toronto, was attacking our goal, I could sit back Enjoy my Diet Coke and be okay and not just stress hmm. about it. I mean, I, I, I definitely, at no point was I ever like stressed by the fullbacks. So, and just to be clear, with Toya, it is very rare that my stress from him comes defensively. I think the thing he does unbelievably well and where I see a ton of value in him as a signing is getting back to cover his man. He does that phenomenally, usually. Yeah, um, he did that 
really well this game too. For sure. I think it also helps that he was paired up against, you know, a very tired Toronto. I think it was like Toronto's like fourth game in like two weeks or something. Um, you play the opposition in front of you. Absolutely. You got to be team in front of you and that's all you can do. But let's also... I, I, I just... I think Toya defensively solid. The attack, especially the way we're playing the game, leaves something to be desired from him. And maybe the opposite true of Herrera. I think Herrera likes to get forward. I think his defensive skills aren't as good as uh, as they could be for a defensive position. All in all, I'm not as bullish, I guess, as you are about the fullback situation. Yeah. Um, well, it's just okay. Shall we move on to the defensive midfielders? It's our boys, Demir and Beasler. Demir, another karate kid. Yeah, that that was. I for sure thought they were gonna call a handball initially, and then I had to watch the replay. Mm. And no handball, obviously, like bounces off the defender. All right, let's let's talk about Demir real quick because I have a really I have I have I'm having a vision and a a drastic change of mind on Beasler. So let's talk about Demir. So this is kind of crazy because I think the drastic change on Beasler. We might be agreeing on the same thing here. Uh, which this is a weird episode if we're all just agreeing on yeah. something. Especially if we didn't watch it together. Usually when we don't watch the yeah. game together, wildly different takes. Well, it's easy when you win and you look really good. Sure, yeah. I mean, and I guess what I'm trying to get at is how much of that is we're good and Toronto made us look good. It doesn't matter. To me, it does not matter. Interesting. And I'll get to the point later. All right, Demir. Goal. As of the, And he was still the defensive midfielder role. We hadn't done yeah. any weird shape shifting or anything. Captain, too captain which i love that now there's a dude that's a captain like yes. there's some dudes made to captain soccer teams the wasn't mere... he captaining his last game i think so yeah yeah, yeah. berlin something yeah. yeah yep um i mean kyle's still the captain but he wasn't sure, on the field, sure, sure so sure, i think he's sure. a perfect backup captain. right i mean the mere fantastic goal just right place right time not giving up on a ball um you know a little a little bit of luck if we're gonna be honest a little bit of mm-hmm. toronto's defense kind of I mean, it fell in his lap. To get in. Yeah. It still had to do But you still got to finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, vintage Demir performance, in my opinion. Very solid. Nothing fancy. Right. Nothing Good crazy. on defense. Very, yeah. I mean, he was captaining. He was captaining. He was hustling. He was leading by example. Mm-hmm. He is still, he is our uh, uh, Carl Beckerman replacement. He is. I mean, I, just, I, st- I don't think we have a Kyle Beckman replacement yet. The, cl- I mean, the closest. Yeah, the, clo- the closest yes, thing. The closest, the closest thing, thing, thing we have. Yes. We don't have a Necromando replacement. No sure. one has a Necromando replacement. But so, can I touch on that real quick? I one? think Nick, the, no one has a Necromando replacement. Mm. I think the Necromando... So, here's the thing. With the mere, uh, Kyle's position, I do expect that heir apparent to be on the team today. The Necromando replacement is currently playing for another team, in my opinion. That that's a role you go and buy. I'm okay with Putna. No, I love me some Putna, but he's not ready to start. He, he's not first keeper material yet. I disagree. Either. I disagree. Right. Plus, I really want that Putna chant. chant. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Anyway, back to the mirror in the defensive midfield. Yeah, he's the closest thing we have to a Kyle Beckman replacement. Solid, just solid. Yeah. Broke up a lot of attacks before they ever happened. This is the kind of these are the kinds of plays. This this is when I get sometimes upset, even about me, especially about very casual fans, mm-hmm. when they say why why you know why is guy A B or C very valuable to us? Okay, 
because it doesn't show up on stats. It's the play before the play. In some cases, the play before the play before the play. Sure. Right? If the, chess. If Demir shuts a guy down mm-hmm. and doesn't let him make that outlet pass, he doesn't get the kind of credit that someone who makes a last-second tackle to prevent a shot or a goal gets. Okay. But because Damir makes that play, and by Damir I also mean Kyle and I also mean Beasler and sure. anyone on the team, <clears throat> because they make that play or because they hustle back and just make that guy rush it a little bit more, mm-hmm. therefore making the pass too soon or too late right. or just badly. Sure. Those stress. You never get those. You never get credit for that. And Damir is the kind of player who does, I think, more of those plays other than Kyle Beckerman mm. than anyone else on this team. It's, it's a matter of rushing the guy before he even makes the outlet play, who then could send the guy on the wing to then cross the ball so that someone can make an incredible save. Sure. Uh, but if he stops that ball, no one even thinks about the rest of it. Right, right. right. So it's, from it's, that perspective, he had a perfect game. Uh, I think the goal was... He would have had a perfect... Yeah, it was just icing on the cake. He he had a really, really good game, even without the goal. And then Mm -hmm. the goal was just, like you said, icing on the cake. What's your take? Because I did watch it from the the stadium. Yeah, no, no. It it just is just as good on the old uh, on the old telly. Um, No, I mean, he 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 covered a ton of ground in the back. It's it's very confident. He did break up plays. I mean, he was just all over the place. Hustle, just and hustle is contagious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's. I was at the start of the season pretty vehemently against the mere playing that role at for any extended period of time. I think we we're talking about him as number nine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know striker, second striker, somewhere in the attack, maybe midfield if Rushnak's out on the left, whatever. You know, a, a lot of different scenarios where it wasn't a defensive midfield. But man, did he shut me up! I'm I'm out here. I'm eating crow. Demir had a solid defensive performance, um, and then and then a word that I saw that was a really good way to describe that goal: scrappy. Scrappy, yes. Dude was very very scrappy. Almost called Beckerman like. I mean, it wasn't from a distance, i.e., a Becker bomb. Well, okay. Which I mean, just in general, as an approach to the game, he was. Sure. Yeah, excuse me. It was crappy. All right. You want um, the you want the Demir version of a Becker bomb, by the way? Mm-hmm. It's a Demir demolition. Mm-hmm. Followed by a Luke nuke, which we I don't think we've ever seen. Mm. We're just, we're just he, was, he was warming up. I was really was hoping he would come on. I would like to see Luke at some point. Just he, he should be I thought he should have come on. There's a guy that's scrappy. As, scrappy as, for days. Like he should have been like he should be coming on as the victory cigar. Yes. Like that's 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 what he needs to be, you know. Just he's a victory cigar. Uh, Odom Odom was a basketball player not too long ago, yeah. uh, top pick I think. Um, and yeah, the, the, no, it wasn't Odom. It was that it was that guy in Detroit. But it was like number two pick. It was, yeah. In the year he got picked ahead of like Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade and right, all right, sorts right. of things as number two. And uh, they used to call him the victory cigar because he was so expensive. They gave up so much for him to do. And he was just, I mean, he was just doing garbage minutes. Hmm. So he would only come in like, you know, last 30 seconds of a game that was already won. And they called him a victory cigar. I think, Kyle, I mean, uh, Luke is our victory, should be our victory cigar. 
like I, it. I don't even know what we're missing with Nuke yet. Like uh, with, with Luke. That's the right. crazy part. Like what, what, what Luke is, what he, are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, sure. would have loved to have seen him one day. Now let's get to Beasley for a second. Yes. Just last week. We were ragging on him. I mean, absolutely. I mean, no, no. Well, yeah, well I you say, not as much. I was pretty vehemently. I, I was saying he's a serviceable fourth option of that position, and that he is. Uh, I'm glad we have him, but he, if he's starting regularly, something went horribly wrong. And we, I think we went, we went beyond that. I, I think I remember myself of all people saying that. Yeah, he's a he's a professional soccer player, so he's gonna be always okay, but in no way, shape, or form. Should he ever be near starting caliber? Mm-hmm. No, would we ever feel comfortable with him starting in those kinds of positions? Right. With a fully healthy roster. Right. I still think parts of that are true. I, I am seriously... Rec- so I'm not saying he should start over mm. a Demir. Okay. I definitely don't think he should start over... Uh, uh, um, Everton? Uh, Everton. Right. Who's back. Yep. I he he should not start over Kyle. So in this in this lineup, he shouldn't start. He's not starting with I everyone agree. healthy yep. and able to play. But and we knew that last week. So my my, my, posi- my my position on him being the fourth player mm-hmm. in the depth chart, right? In, in out of and out of which you can play two. Sure, doesn't change. He's still number four. Right. Yes, but. I think my opinion, even as late as last week, and this is not because of how he did last game. This is me starting to take into consideration his body of work. Sure. Right? Sure. I am not heartbroken because he starts a game. So, I I think he's done, I mean, last game against Colorado. Mm -hmm. I mean, game before last against Colorado with that pass, with that assist. Probably still assist of the year for us. Yes. Um, he had some really solid passes. I remember he passed the ball. He had a couple of passes to Corey Baird. That this is one of those uh, positions where I think Sam Johnson would have done a lot better, done a lot more with, more it. with yeah, the yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. Um, solid. Uh, he had one tackle. I thought it was was it him? I think it was him. It was almost like a flashback of Justin Glad's tackle from the week before. Oh yeah, almost, not quite, but almost. I was gonna say, I think I remember that. I, I don't even think it was called a foul, but it was. It, that's what it looked like hmm. from the side. And um, I am starting to feel okay with him playing some serious minutes. Do you want me to summarize everything you just said? Yeah, because I share it. Sure. Beisler has become to the defensive midfield what Putna is to the goalie. He can now be a starter, and I'm going to be comfortable. Mm. He isn't my preferred first choice. Okay, I'm aware of that. He's aware of that. We're okay with it. We know who the preferred choice is. It's very obvious. Yes. But in a pinch, he is more than, more than fine. More than fine, more than capable. But I would say be... Beyond that, I would say the drop-off. Uh, okay, I'm not even talking about quality of play right now. I'm talking okay. about my personal <laughs> level of comfort. Are you about to tell us what you feel again? Because we're real tired of hearing what you feel. So the way I feel about this particular topic is this. My personal level of comfort um, of, let's say, Nick Romando cannot play, therefore... Putna is playing, mm-hmm. 
is let's say at a zero to 10, 10 being super comfortable, zero being absolutely not comfortable. I'm not even going to the game. Right. It's like a five, six. Really? That yeah. low? I mean, that, 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 that's good. That's not bad. I mean, you're talking about comparing him to Nick or freaking Romando. For me, the comfort's like six or seven. Okay. But that, that's beyond the point. Okay. The point is that if I know that Kyle cannot play, mm-hmm. and as a result, uh, we have to start uh, Beasler. Yeah. I'm like a six or seven. Okay. A little higher. Uh, so my comfort level of comfort is, I'm not sure if it's because he's one of 10 field players. Sure. And this is just one goalie, and this is the very least place, last place you want someone to make a mistake. Maybe right. that's got something to do with it. I feel more comfortable with Beasler starting over a Carl Beckerman than I do with a Putner starting over a Nick Romando. Sure. I think I, neither yeah. of them should if the other is healthy. Right. And that's obvious. Okay. But that's how I feel. Yeah, um, I think and that's a solid point. That that's that's all I'm saying. I, I know it depends heavily on like who they're partner is in sure, that position sure, sure, sure. but I would say regardless with their partners I would feel so comfortable I'm, I mean yeah for me it's not like I, I I think the fact that it's a single position versus i.e. the whole 10 field player thing yeah like yeah that's a solid point for me it's more of like a, I don't think we're gonna all of a sudden be exponentially worse because one of the quote unquote backups is starting right you know it, it's it's I know we will be competitive we will be worse Yes, but not the key word is exponentially. Right. So speaking of the defensive midfield, a guy that I think you and I agree should be the starter any chance he's anything resembling healthy, Boy Everton. I no, think. beyond starter, what are you talking about? He is still, even having missed all the games he has missed, the player of the year for Ab- us so far. Absolutely. I think especially early on. Um, well, it is early. I mean, well, I mean, all, all I the mean games early on played, thus far. Yeah, it's you know obviously the game. I would argue that almost every game he's played in, he was the player to match in my book. Yeah, I I think that that's, you know, it was really good to see him back. Absolutely, Um, totally need him. You know, obviously, I don't want to say junk minutes at the end. It was three zero, and I think he was subbed on, you know, very late. Um, but it it was good to see him back, running, competitive. Yeah, you know, I don't think he had time to really mess anybody up. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was okay. We were up three zero at that. Point. Right, right. I'm not looking for him to get yellow card accumulation. Yeah, you know, back on his first game. Um, but yeah, just all in all, you know, solid, 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 solid comeback. I fully expect him to start the next game. I agree. He it's, came in on the 77th minute, so I'm assuming fitness. Shouldn't be yeah, an issue. They, they, I, I think Mike just wanted to give him a few minutes yeah, yeah. of actual, you know, uh, welcome back. Right. Uh, and we also needed a defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah kind of finish out the game. Yeah. So we're, we're agreeing. At that point. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to discuss with Everton. Not, just more much, of awesome to much. see him come back. Yeah. And the only question is who is his partner in that position? If it's Kyle, if Kyle's healthy, it's going to be Kyle. Right. Whether but, we I agree mean, or disagree, uh, that's beyond the point. I think there might be better pairings, but I think you have to start a Kyle because let's not forget, we just won the game 3-0 at home. Right. And we dominated. Yes. Okay. But we dominated for a lot of different reasons. Sure. Kyle missed the last two games. What were we complaining about? Fight. Energy. Which Kyle brings to the, sure. to the game. So we cannot get carried away. The same right. way we cannot carry it away uh, by assuming that 
we wouldn't have had as dominant of a game if Sam Johnson hadn't sure, started. Sure, sure, It's absolutely. the same thing with Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, yeah, I think fair. Kyle is still a starter. It's Kyle and Everton. Ideally. That's, that that's our said, lineup. No news on Kyle yet. Yeah. I think realistically it's going to be Everton and Demir. Maybe Everton and Beasler, depending on what's going on in the attack at that given Oh, if given Demir day. is healthy and, I mean, unless Demir is playing some other position. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, Demir has to start. Sure. So, you know, we were just talking about Kyle's energy. And maybe it was different in the stadium. We played worse being up a man. I disagree with that. I think we played different. We had the game won. Right, but why not step on some throats? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with how they played. Really? Yeah. I, was, I remember watching thinking, we are going to concede a goal here. For no other reason than us not wanting to finish out. Well, I mean, uh, their approach also changed, right? Yeah, their, their all approach, of a sudden you have Josie actually yeah, you running. Got, you got Josie in there. You got, you know, you're down to 10 men. Now everyone realizes they have to. You're absolutely correct, though. I, I think we might have played worse against 10. Right. But I don't think we played worse because we didn't. I, I just think our strategy changed. Hmm. You think it was a run them out situation? Yeah. I, I, for what it's worth, I think I agree with you. There's a lot of keep away wherever possible, but they weren't keeping away very. RSL isn't a good sit back and hold the ball team. You, you, uh, that's not us anymore. You're correct, but I keep coming back to whenever I think about that, I Mm -hmm. keep coming back to, um, because you have to remember how MLS points work or standings work, right? Number one is points, right? Number two is wins. Right, it's not not, not, not goals. goals. Yeah, that's goal the difference. Is, uh, that's, that, that's the difference between second time the MLS and I think every other league in the world. Yeah, probably stuff like the Singapore. Well, I mean, league. every other major league in the sure, world sure. that I'm aware of. And right. you know what? I like it. Yeah, it, it's I go like out, it. go out and get the W. Yeah. So I remember Mike Petke's interview at the end of not last year, mm-hmm. but the year before. Uh, where he did yeah, the yeah, half year, yeah, goal difference, and not even goal difference. So we we ended up with uh, I think we were like a point out of the playoffs that year. Yeah, and I remember his interview at the end of the at the end of that season, him saying something like, "Well, had I known it was going to be this close, mm-hmm. there would have been games where I would have parked the bus, sure, on the road or after a lead or after a tie." At that point. Just because we were literally, I think, a point, one tie. Yeah, yeah, it was the would have put us in the playoffs that was, year. I, we were like in, and then we were out on the course yeah. of an afternoon. Yep. So, I have no problem with what he did. Hmm. Was it exciting? No. Would I have preferred a five six zero? Yeah, hell yeah. Who sure. wouldn't? Sure. But I would much rather we win a three zero or three one. Even it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. Uh, than even risk not getting a win. Right. Anything short of win. I would say uh, a victory at home with a shout-out, right. with three goals. I mean, you, you keep repeating that. We're good. I have no problem with how we did there. I I still, I mean, I got to gotta disagree for the sake of disagreeing, you know, because it's fun. Um, it, it's, to me... There's more risk in trying to close a game out that way than there is 
in in just attacking and playing your regular attacking style because i think fundamentally it is a it is a it is a system that rsl doesn't execute well we're not a good keep the ball away hold the ball bunker ball whatever you want to call it we don't do that well anymore i think there was a stretch of time where we used to those days are long gone i think rsl quote unquote closes out the game better when they keep playing like they're facing an 11 man dangerous Toronto side then when it's like oh hey this thing's more or less a done deal we're in an advantageous position let's hold it off I get what you're saying you know that's don't, all don't get me wrong I get what you're saying but at the same time we're talking about professionals mm-hmm. and athletes sure. whose job is to do this job right? yeah but they're also facing athletes <clears throat> and professionals whose job it is to ruin that exactly so I think it's a matter of when it comes to, you know, in football, it's a matter of inches. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's a matter of just possessions and, and keep back and, and sure. bend, but don't break. Here's what I'm saying. Very early on in the season, I think our first podcast this year, yeah. I, I said, what we, we have to do is win all of our home games. Yes. And we can lose all of our away games and 17 home games times three points, that's 51 points, mm. we're comfortably in the playoffs. Okay. Um, maybe not comfortable, like fifth, sixth. Right. Right. Um, and I, I was doing some calculations right now. We're, at, we're sitting at 16 points right now. Okay. After five home games. Okay. Don't Doesn't take a math genius. Uh-huh. We're right ahead. We're ahead of schedule. Okay. In my book. Right. And we have a home game coming up. Before we get to that, let's talk about the forwards real quick. Before we talk about the two wings that mm. started. Right. Uh, because we're north of an hour in already. Yes, sir. Let's talk about Plata for a second. P-L-A-T-A. Second longest or the longest Yeah, some actual outing. proper minutes. I liked what I saw from him. Again, it might be different on TV. Yeah. I was watching him very, very closely, very carefully. He didn't do anything. Right. He didn't do anything spectacular. He sure, didn't sure, have any sure. run-throughs, any dribbles. He tried a couple of passes. That didn't didn't really even hit the frame through. this time. No. Um, guy looked like he was trying. I mean, yeah. properly trying. He was hustling. There was a time he got tackled, and he just kept going. I mean, I think the message has been sent to him. You have to fight for your job, dude. Right. And I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that he's starting to get into the mindset of, I got to fight for my job. Okay, and if he is hustling the in practice, the, which I would assume he is, which is why he keeps getting more and more minutes. Sure. If we don't want to get cynical, right? Let's not, because we could. I right? he's drive up that market value. Yeah, put him out there. You know, it's like candy. You know, window shopping. Like right, here right, it right. is. Game's done. Here you go. Yeah. Um, if I can see with just for a second, don't consider that. Why he's getting more and more minutes? I mean, you say don't consider that. Just so our selection knows, don't consider the potential the trade shopping. rumors to yes. the Liga MX. Yeah. So, which, by, you if you haven't that? if yeah. you haven't heard our selection, another Plata rumor. This one's much more uh, might actually happen. Go listen to the last podcast. We discuss it at length. Yeah. So, if you don't consider the fact that he might, we might be putting him out there uh, for let, to let other teams window shop him, mm-hmm. I can. I can see why he's getting more minutes. If he's playing with that kind of intensity in practice, right? he needs to be getting minutes. Because I'm seeing real intensity. Again, I'm, I didn't see him do anything. Sure, yeah. There was, you know. But we all know he has a skill. His skill has never been in question. It's right. his desire. 
it's his desire, it's his hustle, it's his attitude. Right. Uh, I really like what I saw from him. Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing more of him when we're up 3-0 right. uh, going forward. Or maybe he just needs that game. Maybe, maybe he needs that game where we're tied to bring him up in the 67th right. and just let him just tear. He just need, I really think he needs like a game. Right. To just gain his confidence back because I think the hustle is there. For sure. I, I agree. Once again, this is getting really weird because we tend to not agree. Actually, I was listening to our... Yes, I listen to our podcast sometimes as for pleasure. Weirdo. I'm like Kanye West. I like my own music. <laughs> um, and I was listening you know, with somebody whose opinion of me matters quite a bit to me. Uh, the quote-unquote better half. And... She pointed out that you guys are extremely combative with one another, yeah, and it, it. it's funny, but not everyone might like it. So I think we're going very much against that, and That's we're agreeing right. a ton here. Well. But I think Plata needs minutes that matter. I think so far he's gotten a bunch of minutes now that the game's over, right? Plata's right. coming on, game's done. I agree. He needs those minutes where it's like, yo, dude, if you don't perform, there's actual consequences here. Um, so it, it's, you know, yeah, guy, guy needs some, some impact sub minutes. Cause so far it's been games over. Go, go see it out. Fresh legs, go run at some defenses. I, I think it shouldn't matter. I think, think it shouldn't, should, it should but not it, matter. It, but here's the thing. Maybe it doesn't matter to him. It matters to the rest of the team, especially the guys. Well, do job something, is. do something with the minutes. But the guys whose job is to get him the ball aren't looking to make forwards play plays anymore. You know, like like let's okay, be honest, seventy fifth minute of this game, Rushnak isn't thinking, how am I pushing this ball forward? We haven't even talked about Rushnak, by the way. Which just to be clear, for this game I agree with things you've been saying. Passive? Previous games, very and, passive. And this I'm game. kind of disagreeing with myself in this game because you really passive, but the right kind of passive. Mm. I mean, literally pass. Oh, like he was distributing the ball? Yeah. I mean, I'll look into like some who scored data and, and take it. I, it's just wasn't wasn't visible. And once again, partially him. Yeah. Partially the way we play. Partially the way we play, yeah. No, um, I, th- I thought he was all right this game. I thought he was eh. He, I, think, I thought he was better this game than Colorado. Really? Yeah. See, I disagree. I thought he was better in Colorado than this game. No one was good against Colorado. I mean, and everyone was good in this game. Yeah, and Sam Johnson had a good play. I mean, three two didn't happen on its own. Well, it is Colorado. I mean, it kind of did. They didn't score the goals for us. All right, we don't have time to get into Rushniak too much, but let's talk about the wings real quick. I mean, can we just talk about what we really? Oh yeah, you have the thing to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Bofo, my God, Bofo. All right, what did we say last week? Bofo. DP caliber talent. Absolutely. The ceiling on this kid is through the roof. Two games in a row, in my opinion, man of the match. Yeah. And didn't go north of 70 minutes. I mean, I th- I, looking at it on the TV, fitness, I think, was starting yeah, to be an issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, Which is kind of unfortunate with a kid of that age. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I get it. You know, it, it's everyone's a, a professional athlete out there and everyone's no, in fantastic no, okay, shape. Okay, let me take that back. I don't get it. Fitness did not look like an issue. It looked like an issue. He on was the out there. Hot. Well, okay. So here's a here's here's the funny thing. Right. The sad thing. Just before he came off, mm-hmm. he takes the ball away or gets the ball given to him right. at about just over half field. 
Or, okay. Yeah. And he is going for a shot. Yeah, kid's got an eye for goal. This was a counter. We took the ball away unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Goalie was way up. Goalie was like outside his 18. Right. And he's going for a shot, and he gets fouled, and homeboy gets a yellow as a result. Yeah. It was this a second yellow? Uh, no, no, that no. wasn't that. That wasn't okay. that. This was like, you know, whenever he... This was like minutes before he came out. Maybe sure. like a couple of minutes. Okay. I'm not sure if he knew he was coming out. We just had, a, like you said, an eye for goal. Oh, my God. I would have I, I would have killed to see that shot actually go off. That would have been a goal from midfield. Right. At least a really serious... Because I don't think the goalie would have gotten there. Because no. I was sitting in line with the goalie. And you, oh, you know okay. where we sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, it was just directly in front of us. Because oh, okay. we didn't have the ball. They had the ball. Right. He wasn't expecting it to get yeah. lost. And it was... I mean, we got intercepted last second. And it was just going to be a one-time as the goalie is trying to hustle back. Boot it. Uh, and he got fouled. Okay. So there was whatever there was a yellow in the sixty something minute just before that. he came out. Yeah, it mm. was it was for that. That would have been beautiful. Oh, beautiful the, goals. Mm. We gotta promote our boy over here, Bofo. Goal of the week. I think we should have started with that. If if you are listening to this right now, hit pause, open another tab on whatever device you're listening on. I mean, obviously, come back. I have a feeling we have to do a couple of like short uh, Instagrams or something and post it on the page because we want this. Yeah, yeah. Both deserves to win. FC Cincinnati yeah. did some what's, early what's the ballot deadline? stuffing. What's the deadline? I think like Thursday or something. Wednesday okay. maybe. We got some time, but we got to push it. He's 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 on a positive yeah. trajectory. But go vote Arsenal Nation, MLSsoccer.com, AT and T goal of the week. Vote for Bofo. So how about that goal, dude? My God, it was. I don't remember. I don't know the last time we scored that beautiful of a goal at the Rio Tinto. It's been a minute. It's been quite a minute. I mean, it didn't even seem real. It was like out of body experience. What yeah. the hell just happened? Yeah. I mean, also not even okay. Let's ignore the talent required to put that on frame because I think there's some talent that is required right. there. I don't know how to put it, but the balls on the this balls, kid. dude, <laughs> like. Like that eye for goal and the confidence to say, I that's got what, this. That's Here's the thing. Yeah. Bofo doesn't score often, but when he does, man, they're pretty. Yeah. Remember that Seattle well, goal? It, I yes. think it was last year. The year but here's he, the other thing. He played, re- I thought he was the best player on the field other than Nedham. Right. Regardless of the goal. Regardless of the goal. I mean, he. The assist he was, was great. The hustle was good. The yeah. drawing, the fouls. Everything was good. He, he's, I, just, he's just checking. All the boxes lately. You know what I think it is? Once again, it's I think it's one of those views you get from watching it on the screen versus live. Bofo is faster than most people expect. I don't think people anticipate that he's kind fast. of... He's, he's fast. fast, but I he, he is faster than most people anticipate. Teams, okay. especially teams' defenses, tend to not have an answer for Bofo. I yeah. don't know what it is. I used to think our best one-on-one, and for what it's worth, I, I still do think our best one-on-one attacker is Jefferson. Yes. Uh, when he... He takes similar shots as Bofo. Yeah, Jefferson also... Uh, so, love you some Bofo. I gotta, you know, be a little critical. Efficiency. Hmm. He's... Shot efficiency? Yeah. Nah, I'm okay with that. Dude, he's got one goal this year. I'm okay with that. I think here's the thing. I think he brings a ton of other stuff to the field. A ton. Right. I'm okay with that. The pace, the the look. That's why we have a number nine. I I get that. We're supposed to. I get that. But he's I if he could be just a little more clinical, 
put on those shoes. Well, same with Jefferson. I mean, you could say the same thing of literally... Jefferson, actually, when you look at it strictly statistically, is about twice as efficient as, as Bofa. Uh, Which is weird because he seems like he's taking a lot of crazy shots. So Jefferson takes crazy shots. He doesn't take a lot of them. Bofo oh. takes a lot of crazy yeah. shots. Um, hey, man. For I'm what a- it's worth, once again, I don't want to be the negative Nancy here. Bofo. My God. What a goal. That was beautiful. Man of the match. Twice in a row now. It, it's, I mean, head and shoulders above the rest. Hmm. Up there with Nedham. Him and Nedham, head and shoulders above the oh, rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. And then, it, and then he, the stuff that wasn't the goal. Let's get into that. Draws the fouls. Yeah. Draws the. He knows. He knows how to play the game, the the mental game, at a very advanced level. I said this last week. He reminds me of Plata when he first came in. But like when Plata used to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. That's what he. Because we didn't expect much from Plata. I know. I'm not sure if you remember, but. Plata was not a big signing. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a big deal in Toronto. Yeah, we got, yeah. I mean, he was okay, but yeah, they let him go for basically nothing. Right. So we got him, and I just we didn't expect a whole lot of from him sure. that year. He just just you know Rented. blew it up. Right. And that's what that's what this year, except his, is a more gradual. Yeah, much more gradual coming up. He doesn't have the experience. Because, here's the thing, man. We knew he was going to be good last year. Yeah. He, he was good last year. And, I mean, every time he comes in, I'm pretty sure I was screaming for both of the start halfway jokingly many times last year. At this point, it's a no-brainer to me. That both of should start? Both is our left wing. Right. He needs to start. Maybe Petke works for them on the mentality and says, all right, we got, we got a, you know, um, Sam Johnson in the middle. Mm-hmm. Cross the ball some. Right. Fine. Right, right, right. Um, on top of that, you have, you know, if Toya's running, I, I can see I can see Mike Petke's strategy coming together and him building a team, right? And I do agree with you from an earlier statement that, that those defensive wings... Right. Massive. Absolutely massive in that because I, that that's changes... That's where the attack starts. But I, I think he's getting the formation. He's getting the players he needs. He needs uh-huh. a really solid center. Right, defensive midfield and center backs. Right. Yeah, yeah, because on the Solid. counter you get beat. He wants killers. Yeah, right, and everything else. Well, he also wants a killer at number nine. That's what I'm getting from him. But mm-hmm. one that shows up on time. Everyone else is quick, speedy, sure, skill players. Absolutely. We need to we need to not hold the ball as much as we did when we were losing games. So right. I, I, I tend to disagree with MLSsoccer.com writers because they don't have the bandwidth to cover every team at the level that they should. Which is weird because well, they should have a lot of money. But looking at some of the... I forget which one of those people was, one of those wrote, three. wrote this. But it was like with Beasler in midfield and Demir, there's, there's finally this pace... And not with them, not them individually, but with the pace of play, where RSL, I think, is finally... I think really the takeaway was we're playing faster than we did earlier this year when we were losing games. We're playing the ball faster up. We're not we're not sitting on it as much as we used to. Right. And I think that is paramount to RSL success. We have a bunch of dudes who individually will beat you. Jefferson will beat you one-on-one. 
Bofa will beat you one-on-one. Plata will beat you one-on-one when he cares. Sam Johnson will beat you one-on-one when he shows up on time. It's, for whatever reason, we tend to wait for the uh, opposition's defense to catch up with us. Hmm. I think I don't don't, don't put a lot of stock into MLS writers' opinions. This I agree with you, and this is why I preface it with that. This one actually, upon reflection, made sense to me. Yeah, I disagree. I think our difference, the difference has always been we haven't been putting them away. We've been creating them. We haven't been Ah. putting them away. That's the bottom line. Now, don't get me wrong. There are games we have defensive issues. In some cases, they're caused by defensive midfield issues. Mm. But to talk about pace in the midfield, that's just stupid. No, no, no. Not not pace of players. Pace of the ball. Pace of play. Right. No, I get that. And it has increased. It absolutely has increased. Watch. Keep an eye out next time. Do do right. me a favor. Keep an eye out. Let's keep going for just a second because we're an hour and a half almost in, man. Let's talk about Atlanta for just a second. Uh, Atlanta. Um, let's just say that some of the more sensitive fans in the league. Yeah. It probably comes from like it's the spoiled child syndrome. Yeah. All you know is success. I love talking to them about their history. <laughs> Takes all of 30 seconds. Um... So, Atlanta, everyone's favorite, you know, club again. Daughter mm-hmm. last year, right? Uh, bad start to the season this year. Sure. And then they go on a tear for five games. Yep. Uh, five wins in a row. Five shutouts. As um, I think you have the lineup. It's not the yep, most yep. impressive lineup of opponents. Right. Uh, you have them handy. Yeah. So Atlanta United at home. And when I say at home, it's Atlanta United is the team at home. So Atlanta United at home versus Colorado, they win 1-0. Atlanta United at Sporting KC, and this was when Sporting KC was like super injured. I think they had something like four guys on the bench for this game. So at SKC, they win 3-0. Atlanta United hosts uh, Toronto FC, they win 2-0. Atlanta United hosts Orlando City, they win 1-0. Atlanta United travels to Vancouver, they win 1-0. Atlanta United faces the New York Red Bulls in New York. Last game. The Red. This is the last game. Red Bulls get a red card. Yeah. Atlanta United loses 0-1. I watched that game. So the very first, what I consider serious competition, back to, back to old ways. I, I think that's promising for us. Nonetheless... Uh, a team with a lot of very dangerous players. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the uh, I mean, South Mart- American player of the year. Yeah. So Martinez is still, mm-hmm. I mean, super dangerous. They got that, uh, what's this other guy that they signed that was a the other Martinez until like yeah, a couple of games ago when they actually started playing proper. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the PP, Pepe, Papa, well, something like that. PT. Hmm? There's Martinez, the striker, right, yeah, and then right. Martinez... In the midfield. The new guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, With uh, a P. Yeah, Pity. PP. Pity. Yeah, let's call him PP. <laughs> we should make a sign for Friday called PP. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, very, very dangerous. That's the kind of team where I think how they're playing doesn't matter. That's the kind of team where if you don't punish them mm, for punish making you. mistakes, they're going to punish you. I, they are very good at that still. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because th- that that's what... That's the difference between being a good team and just having a lot of really good individual players on the team, right? Because PP <laughs> needs 
um, you know, a couple of feet of space once. Yeah. And he just puts it on goal and kills you. I and think thus far the most foul player in MLS this year. Is Kyle playing next game? You know that the next game that Kyle plays will be the first game. He, yeah, he's, like, he's going to sit out uh-huh. right after that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if Everton plays, we'll be all right. Having said this, I said earlier, we're one point ahead of where I think we should have been year to date. Right. If we don't win that next game, Mm -hmm. actually, if we even tie that game, we fall behind right away. Yeah. I think we have to. This is... I mean, according to your made-up metrics, yeah. That's not made-up. I mean, it's like a a thing that's important to you. It's not like a... Anyway, I'm not... I'm just tracking it, okay? All right. Sure. Track away, bro. So we don't get panicked... Mm-hmm. When when you know when we're doing super bad, sure, and we don't get carried away when we're doing well. Okay. So if if we beat Atlanta this weekend, we're still one point ahead of where we should have been. Right. So, you know, even with three wins in a row, um, I haven't watched a whole lot of Atlanta. Right. I will say one thing: the most annoying fans in the MLS. Ooh, I mean they're up there, but I mean, come on, bro, Emerald City supporters. Bro. Oh. Sporting not, Kansas City. Not as bad. No, LA no, no, Galaxy, no, no, Don't get me wrong. Quote unquote fans. Don't get me wrong. There are fan groups I dislike more. Uh huh. But the most sensitive. Oh, yeah, sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thus annoying mm. from my perspective. Atlanta. It has to. It's hands down Atlanta. Interesting. Like, I've never seen an Atlanta. I've never read an Atlanta fan. Cri- Describing or acknowledging that their team might not be all that. Right. It's, First it's, of all. Sure. Second of all, we're not even talking about damn soccer on the field. Right? When we say stuff like <laughs> I was I was messing with them about how they're plastics. I've never seen a group mm-hmm. get more upset about you saying that. Right. They they it stems from the lack of history. I, yeah. I see it. I, I remember seeing it with NYCFC. Except for when NYCFC was brand new with zero history, they like went and tried to quote unquote start firms and fight Red Bulls mm-hmm. fans. That's asinine. Yeah. I, I I get the fact that Atlanta has no history and the fact they're sensitive about that. I'd rather oh. them tweet at us hard than them go try to steal a grown man's scarf and then parade yeah, that on Twitter. I don't, I don't even care about that. But... All right, man. Let me ask you a different question here. Because we, we don't know much about Atlanta. Let's bring I him mean, in. I, I Friday night, you'll be there. I won't. Significantly worse than they were last year. Defending oh, yeah. MLS champions. Yeah, can't I forget that. Really, I, really freaking dangerous. I, yes, but I think they fail against stiff competition. That's what RSL needs to go out and not play against Atlanta. RSL needs to go out and play RSL's game. Yeah. And I think this could be a positive result. The way they played last game? Yeah. I'm not even talking about the offense. I'm mm. talking about the defense. RSL is capable of getting all three points. Just yeah. kill some dudes, man. Yeah. Just, Just go out and play your game. Let me ask you a question. Hit me with it. Why do we have an NYCFC and the Cosmos are still in New York? Because MLS going MLS. This is the sad. This is right back to our opening 15-minute segment. Culture. Culture. Yeah. Culture. I wow. really... I think... This should, Let's, let's stop we, looking backwards. Let's go forward. Why are we getting an inter-Miami of all freaking... When there is a... Tampa plum. Bay Rowdies. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rowdies need to be in the MLS. Culture. Arguably one of the best stadium locations I have ever seen. Literally on the water. Culture. It, it's, it's... I mean, 
So we need to, what you're saying is we need to write that book. I mean, you can write the book. Scarf Life. I'll, you know. Culture. I'll, I'll add like the prologue. Culture. Yeah. All right, man. It's been a while here. Let's do score predictions. Yeah. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. So I'm, I'm not going to be at the stadium. Okay. Which is really sad for me. This is this is one of four games I'm missing this year. It's It's gotten way out of hand this year. It's a little too much. Work. You know what we have to do? Huh. An away match. Oh, well, definitely. Colorado's the low-hanging fruit, I think. When is that? Like September? Already happened. I thought, oh, there was only one, isn't it? Yep, already happened. All right, let's... let's, SKC. The only... SKC SKC. is in, like, October, right? There's a game in October I was buying. September or October. Hmm. Let's look at it later. I got a bunch of... I got a bunch of Frontier airline points. So leave now if you want to get there on time yeah. in October. Also, like try to get you just book a ticket like a general city, right? In the and, region and and, 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 and plan hope. on them rerouting you to the <laughs> city you actually want to go to and hope you get to the city. That's how I got my points. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I got I got stuck in a city for eighteen hours, a city I was never supposed to be in. And here we are. Yeah, first and last time at Fruit Frontier. Wouldn't recommend. Um, so I won't be there. Uh-huh. Man, I'm. I, I have a bad feeling about it. Really? Yeah. Huh. We have yet to beat them. I don't know. I just have a bad feeling. I just, I just have no bad feeling. I don't mean losing. I, I have a bad feeling about like we'll be up one zero mm-hmm. for like seventy minutes and like ninety right. fourth, PP does something and scores a goal. Yeah, Pity Martinez. Yeah, uh, PP Martinez. I'm gonna go two nil us. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, so you're saying one one. One one. I'm gonna go two nil. Good guys. No, I'm not saying one one. I'm saying a tie. So okay. it could be two two. I'm just seeing. I just for some reason see us like dominating the game. Mm-hmm. And you're saying in a very heartbreaking fashion. Yeah. Nah, man. I th- I think I think Atlanta is fundamentally a flawed team still. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they've got a coach who doesn't. I, they've got rid of their best player. And and yeah, five wins in a row, nice and all. But RSL isn't those teams. I've, actually, RSL has beat most of those teams that they played thus far. Um, I agree. And I'm, I think we're going to be the way better team. But and in our dominate them and PP is going to do something. Well, I'm glad I don't live in your world. Yeah. But yeah, wait, time will tell. In the meantime, Arsenal Nation, we love you. Stay safe. Have yourself a good time and we'll see you on Friday.